That seems to be our go-to, um, our go-to lick. Do as that thing I do. Oh man, that was they may or may not have harmonized. I was under something like that. It's okay. Your your voice, your voice, I'm sure is slightly uh, has been used a lot. I think over the last couple days because. Forgive me if I'm I'm speaking out of turn, but you are at a wedding right now? I'm in a wedding. I'm in Greece. I'm I am somewhere in the middle of the Aegean Sea, the land of Agamemnon and Odysseus just doing they thing. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Um this is uh the the embargo of weddings that have been uh rescheduled from the past, you know, almost 2 years have decided to all kind of happen in one beautiful explosion of a bunch of different yeah it's amazing I, we have oh. like three or four weddings in the next like two weeks alone which is beautiful it's, it's not like random people who these are people that are like very near and dear to our lives um but this one is in totally. the middle of those weddings and we're like i wish this could be at the end so we could spend more time here um i've been to greece before but right I, this is my first time to the particular island that i'm on now and we're just with a ton of friends and i was saying uh to you guys before we started recording it's like a Nora Ephron movie just outside, or would it be more Nancy Myers? What's what's more classic? I think we were getting you were we, we it was it's Nancy Myers because it's Nancy, Nancy Myers, Myers kitchens. I think yeah, are, it's on like every Pinterest board for every millennial girl. I think has a Nancy Myers. So it's Nancy Myers. I'm just thinking of classic. Her, yes, romantic comedy. It's a full blown romantic comedy on the door just outside. I uh, hope you can get. Hope you guys can hear some of the audio bleed, but. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of couples and friends for years and years. The day after the wedding, you know, having a night in at the villa that we're staying at, having some dinner. There's some music playing. There's some jazz. We have a lot of musicians here, so it's really like, it's just, it's just very hip and beautiful. And I had to excuse myself to get on a podcast, which made me sound very cool and interesting. But uh, meanwhile, everybody's being very cool, interesting, and very, very sexy, and a very beautiful part of the world just outside nice. the door to my right. So uh, I was just like, yeah. Is everyone's voice just like gone? Yeah. I know that when I go to weddings, I I tend to I just lose my voice because I'm screaming for the bride and groom. Yes, it's weddings are just they're the best, man. They're so much fun, and these are all people that are really good pals, and we have a lot of history with. So we uh, we played in a we played some music, provided some tunes, and uh, yeah, Mia was on bass, I was on drums, and our friend was on piano, and uh, we all kind of switched around and. We had this like huge surprise where our friend was singing feeling good and I had the fun, fun, fun task of playing drums on feeling good and being the guy who got to cue the fireworks guy on and I'm feeling just we had to build in a little stop there. Like right before she sang good, it was like I literally got to turn around and go hit it. Go like nice. It was pretty amazing. Oh, that so that was so that was my night last night. But Mia was smashing it on bass, and it was very very cool. So you know, went went for it. So yes, our voices are gone, and also our listeners. It would behoove our listeners to know that. Um, so last night, and I'm ten hours ahead of of Esty uh, right now. I stayed up. The idea was to stay up all night to dance all night. You know, like you do when you're in Greece to watch the sunrise. 
and uh, I did this. I did this. Um, and uh, I was like, fuck it, I'm already up. But let's just hit a podcast. Meanwhile, SD and our producer Terrence go, yeah, I'm pretty tired. I'm going to go to bed. And I go, guys, I just stayed up <laughs> all night. I've been up for so long. Uh, and this morning, everybody's like, how's your podcast? I a fucking podcast. Nope. You guys had to go to sleep at a, at a prompt, <laughs> what, like 10 p.m. or something like that? Anyway, we're here now. It's beautiful here. Where are you? What are you up we're to? We're here now. I'm, I'm where you left me. I'm still, <laughs> I'm in the great one hate. I haven't left. I'm in the process of gearing up for our show that we have in Santa Barbara. The big the Santa shoe, Barbara the big shoe, yeah. That's right. Really big shoe. Well, we're doing the Santa Barbara Bowl and then we're doing Life is Beautiful. So we're in rehearsal, which is so much fun. I miss it so much. I'm so excited for these, these, this pair of shows. You guys feel rusty at all? Um, I think we kind of dusted off the cobwebs probably within like the first 30 minutes. I like, I've been practicing just kind of in my room throughout the pandemic. I mean, I try and play the bass or the guitar or the piano once a day for like 30 minutes just to kind of keep the tools semi-sharp. That's a good idea. But it ha- I haven't like fully, I haven't been fully like rehearsing, rehearsing, obviously. I mean, 30, 30 minutes a day adds up, you know, that's a really strong, strong like routine. Yeah, that's the work ethic that Moti Haim has instilled in me. You know, you gotta, you gotta do it every single day. You gotta practice, and he's right. Do you guys ever get asked to do weddings? Has anybody have you? Has Hyam played a wedding, you if know? not a family wedding, or somebody in your life that said, "Hey, you know, who grew up with you and said, hey, can you guys play?'" Because I I love it. Like playing yes. wedding bands is super fun, and especially if it's somebody who I know and love. And you know, it's like obviously I'd play. That's my fucking pleasure. But um, I figured you guys must be asked plenty of times. No, Darren. No, no one. No one has asked me. My friends have asked me, even though most of my friends, a lot, a lot of these friends aren't married yet. They're, but they're like tentative plans. Like, okay, in like two years, um, like when I'm probably going to have my wedding, like you need to sing me down the aisle. And I am the first in line to be like, absolutely. <laughs> what what are we playing? Like what? Yeah, I will 100% sing my friends down the aisle. Oh my God. So but nobody fun. asks you to do it. Is this, is this like the prettiest girl who doesn't no get one. asked to prom? Cause everyone's too in, embarrassed or intimidated to No, I don't want to ask them. Darren, you know, I don't know. Maybe I need to put the bat signal out and just let people know just that like, know. I will 100%. Well, you you heard Play it first here wedding. on on that thing I do, guys. You know we got a we got an eager, yes. eager beaver over here that would be happy to play play the wedding of your. I dreams. mean, why why what I mean, especially now because I haven't you know I haven't been to a wedding in a very long time. The weddings that we've been going to are the first uh, social gatherings uh, to that degree. You know, like a, of a typical big celebration, and um, all of them have had their you know, pretty serious, like COVID protocol. And we just all today realized that every single person at this wedding is not only COVID free, but the entire island that we're on, the entire island is COVID free. Uh, Each person on it. I don't know how many people that is. And if somebody had to come up positive, be a huge issue, not only, of course, for the wedding, but like with the Greek authorities, like you'd have to leave the island immediately. Like I am currently 
on a piece of land on Earth that has zero COVID cases. It's pretty pretty neat. So I That's guess the moral so of the story cool. is come to I'm Greece. I'm so jealous. I know it's amazing, man. It's I'm really so jealous. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> come play this wedding. <laughs> Bring me to Greece. Oh Yazas. my god! Bring me to Greece, Yazoo! Oh my yeah, god, it's, Yazoo! It's a special place. I love Greece. I was there. I was there like a year and a half before the pandemic, and let me tell you, I have never danced on so many tables in my life. You know, it's widely like encouraged. It's, it's a national pastime, dancing on tables, like Zorba the Greek. I know. You know, you just get up on that table, stomp Here around. it's baseball. <laughs> there, there it's dancing Greece, on tables. You know? Hitting, hitting, hitting shit with tables. sticks in America, and there, here it's coyote fucking ugly. That sounds a lot more fun than what we do. I mean, honestly, I've, I don't think I've ever had so much fun. Like, I was with my sisters. We like It was right after tour. We hadn't been on a vacation Oh, you guys do a post-tour vacay? That's nice. Very long time. Yeah, we did a post-tour vacay, which was so much fun and like so relaxing. Actually, my cousin that just called me, he met us in Greece. Hadn't seen my cousin in like a very long time. And he ended up hanging out with us when we were in Greece. And he's like, the he was the one that basically was like, you're not dancing on the table. And I was like, you know what? God damn it. I'm going to dance on the fucking table. I'm going to let I'm going to let my inhibitions out the window. They're gone. And he was really the one that kind of encouraged us to do it. So I actually my cousin Well, I'm is, glad that he hit you up. Hoot. I hope he texts you, you to remind him. you to continue that frame of mind. Live in life. Dance on, on all, dance tables. on tables like no one's watching. Like no one's watching or like everybody in the bar is watching and they want to get on tables too. Yeah, you should dance like everyone's watching. Okay, so last week, we ended the episode by saying, why don't we take some goddamn questions? Why has it taken us this long? I know. It's really embarrassing. I, I, we really should have gotten to it it's earlier. It's embarrassing. Well, we get t- I'm we're really tangential. It, we like to chat. You know, we get off... Like, even... You know, I don't know. I would love to hear how people feel about this, but I feel guilty when we don't have guests because... You know, doing a weekly podcast, and I saw a lot of the questions asking about advice for podcasts. It, it the upkeep is a lot. You know, doing something every week and facilitating, you know, who you can have on the show. Uh, you know, last minute is 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 tough. Uh, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, or at least don't tell anybody that. But it's it's kind of true. And um, <laughs> we, it's hard. Like I feel guilty. Like you know, I'm I'm life goes on. We have things to do, and this is a trip that's been in the books for you know months. If not, if not actually a year and a half, because it got delayed from this, you know, from right. It, it was in March of 2020, if you can believe that. Uh, so it's, you know, all these things move around and then suddenly you find yourself going, fuck, I got to record this podcast. I don't want to like let, uh, let our, let our folks down. Um, so no guests. So this, so you are the guests. You, the listeners are the guests this week. And I hope you don't mind because yes. Esty and I, we tend to gab quite a bit and uh, it's a, it's a miracle that we even have guests at all because it sort of restrains us from just going off on our own tangential K-hole. Um, so, uh, yeah, we had some cool questions. I don't know, if you want to start looking at them. Let's, uh, we, have some, we have some good ones that I, I really liked. Okay, so question one. This is the one, this is, I think, we'll, we'll start, let's start here. Question from Allison. What was your favorite thing about growing up in the 90s? Hashtag that thing I do. And this is from uh, at Allison Stuller. Stuller, Stuller, Allison Stuller. Um, I don't know. What about you, yes. Esty? 
I have an answer for this, but uh, what 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 do you got to say? You know, I think my favorite thing about growing up in the '90s was Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good answer. That's a really specific thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it was the heyday. I was obsessed. Yes, I mean the not like '90s Nickelodeon. I think Snick. Yeah. Was like like the Saturday night of it all like getting like getting to stay up and watch snick for me it was like it was roundhouse do you remember roundhouse yes of course it was like snl for yep, but kids for like young kind kids. of yeah it was kind of off the heels yes. of and all they, that and, and they would stuff. dance it was yeah, closer to like in like, living color the, the precursor to all that yeah where, exactly there was it was like, like closer to in living color so I loved Roundhouse. I actually went to a taping of it because it taped in L.A. I went to a taping of Roundhouse when I was like eight years old. Cool. God, L.A., the 90s. Wow. I know. So Roundhouse. And then my favorite was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yep, of course. I think that's what fostered my obsession with scary movies and just scary shit in general. It was an excellent series. I mean, to this day, there are there are like stories from that show that I think are really good. I think M. Night Shyamalan went very, he's very like very public about how I think I think it was the sixth sense he was said he said how he got it from like an are you afraid of the dark episode an episode of are you afraid of the dark no yeah, way he's, he's, he's not he's like very transparent about this it might not be Sixth sense it's one of his movies where he was like oh yeah like I was watching this show and I was like this is great it's a great idea I may be wrong about that but if it, but it, but that would track because yes there's so many good stories from it. it did scare the pants off of me when I was a kid, but I like a lot of great scary things. You're still drawn to it, you know, because you're like, this is so. What's gonna happen? Oh, it's terrifying. Where the, where the, where the they get stuck in the pinball machine? Oh man, the one that really kills me is it's just such a brilliant concept. This family moves into a house, and the thematic tie-in of like, because they always talk about like what's going on in the person's like. They had really good like. Like even though the there was the concept, it had it was a metaphor for whatever was going on with the the kid or their own shit. Right. And there was one where this family moved to this new house, and you know, change and getting older. It's like all oh, you kids are growing up now. We're moving to this thing. You know, it was all about growing up and these kids not wanting to grow up and getting older. And they move into this house that is like this old like house where there's like mirrors everywhere. And the they keep the parents keep looking in the mirror, going like, "Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm not as young as I used to be. Look, am I losing my mind? Is that a gray hair?" And they keep looking in the mirror, and they're getting older. And they start to realize that like the mirrors are aging them because they keep looking in the mirror to see if they've aged. If you didn't get goosebumps from me telling you this concept, then like I don't Whoa. like it's a fucking spooky, crazy concept. So they keep look, getting older and older by looking in the mirror. And then the backstory is there's like some life force of some guy that's like sucking the life, the youth force of people who move to this house and it kills them. And that's why there's all these grave, there's all these headstones in the back of the fucking house. It's fucking terrifying. This kid like uncovers this mystery and finds the spooky like phantasm in the, in the house and then, then everything is saved. But it's like a scary ass concept because you're like, oh my God, like what, like to look it's the same thing with a lot of scary concepts where you, like you know oh my god like don't go to sleep because freddy cougar will get you right so like after you watch this episode you're like oh don't look in the mirror you're gonna become like an old person but like how can you tell if you're getting older you narcissist. By looking in a mirror? you're a narcissist right so it's like a t- it, that one blew my fucking mind 
and uh, it made me scared of mirrors for for a hot second. Oh, you were scared of mirrors. Yeah, but getting sc- getting stuck in a pinball machine is pretty scary too. Oh yeah, the pinball machine one really freaked, freaked me out. It was like the pinball machine, and then I think, but that also translated into like they were actually stuck like in a mall, or maybe I'm I'm like confusing two episodes, but like yeah, there was, was a mall thing. It was like a wizard she's thing. Like, yes, Doctor was like something Doctor with a v v v. I forget his fucking name. Doctor Vink with a v v v. Doctor Vink. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think don't, it was Vink. I, we Something need to like that. rewatch. There's so many things we need to rewatch, Darren. Anyway, that is probably my anyway, Snick Nickelodeon. When I look back yeah, at the, late night, yeah. When I look back at my childhood and like growing up in the '90s, like that was just such a big. Other than like TRL, which we've already talked about in previous episodes, but like I think that was such a huge part of my childhood growing up in the 90s. Yeah, those things are such a big part of not only your own identity growing up in that in that era, but obviously of the identity of the era itself. And you don't know that until it's a bygone thing. Nickelodeon had its heyday totally. in the 90s. We now know this. TRL was a thing that is no longer that you just you're too close to the the screen literally <laughs> totally. figuratively to know that it's a moment and there are so many moments now even that I go like I'd be curious to because it's impossible you the microscope's too close like that in 10 years time we'll go you know what that actually was a very interesting moment in time and in culture and we just we just can't know it until we have a bit of you know hindsight and distance from it and I would say the same thing for me growing up in the 90s uh I mention this all the time when I talk about my own inspiration and in interviews and stuff. People that know me, this is, they'll just like roll their eyes because it's I've talked about this all the fucking time. But you know, similar to Nickelodeon, uh, the Disney Renaissance, what is now known as the Disney Disney Renaissance, happened in the late eighties, late eighties, early nineties, and kind of went on to like define Disney's sort of like second coming, and would define how musical uh, movies, much less animated movies, are made and produced and and how they can succeed on a commercial level and become family entertainment and be critically acclaimed and award-winning. I mean, they just totally flipped the script on what those things could do, which hadn't really, Disney hadn't really like done for several, for, for a while. And, you know, while they're like, yeah, these are like our fun kid movies, they are like definitive films now. And so you just go, wow, it's amazing that these weren't movies that, you know, you play those movies for kids. You know, I have friends with kids. My family, my, my brother has kids. Like, he plays these movies, and to them, they're just, like, part of the pantheon of, like, kids' movies that you watch to, like, because you're a kid. Like, because they're in, like, in the way that I watch Sleeping Beauty. Like, here, watch this. This is a, this is an older, like, you know, car, like animated film. Like, those were the movies that were just coming out that you would just be taken to the theater to see. You know, it wasn't like, oh, here's some really important movie that is going to change, like, the game. It was just... Oh, like I'm a parent, like, okay, this is a Disney movie. We should probably go see this. But they just happened to be these like insane. Mo- it's like, what year is it? SC, like the, the one that gets always written. I think it's 94 or 96. It's the, it's the year that like fucking like Forrest Gump and Jurassic Park came. It's like one of these massive juggernaut years. Like we had a shitload of those. I mean, there's a lot of those kind of. Yep movies that you just at the time you don't know that they're going to be a big deal so growing up then and also i think a big macro thing is not growing up with social media that was awesome um you, i didn't really realize even when you're a kid yeah. you're like oh man i don't have any freedom it's like no we had like unprecedented freedom that like i don't know if we'll know ever again you know we can do a lot of shit yeah. that you just don't do in hindsight now. that was in hindsight that was pretty great but yeah by the same token i think that like the internet is great too i mean it's it's and that's like oh, this is a whole other conversation, it's a whole other conversation. Yes, exactly i do think that like but like i think that 
I think that growing up in the 90s without social media, yeah, probably did a, a, like some great things for my mental health, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, the internet is great, too. Exactly. I think the evils that uh, can be derived from things like social media presented themselves in... They, they were there, just in other mediums. You know, we found evil, totally. evil exactly. finds a way, good finds a way, life finds a way. To quote Jurassic Park, but um, anyway, so I don't want to say that because you're, yeah, you're right. That's I think as soon as you say that, you, you get into the danger zone of like, well, I had it better in my day. It's like, listen, kids are exactly. resilient, exactly. You know, everybody figures their own shit out. So yeah, I'm not. I guess yeah. uh, for my own neuroses, I I'm glad that you know because I'm so not built for for the social media thing. I've it's been a huge learning curve for me, but that's because I didn't grow up with it. So I'm sure there are kids that you know now listening to this who are you know teenagers that you know in 20 years will be like oh man i'm so glad we had this and not that but uh then the the circle of life will continue or like how crazy it is that there was a time when you know being like teleportation wasn't around yeah i couldn't yeah my parents couldn't just teleport me home from the party i wanted to be at that must have been so nice back in the day like how did people survive how did people survive without teleportation right back in the tiktok days when that was a thing you know, like, fuck, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? God, I hope teleportation becomes a thing. That would be so cool. Oh, I mean, that's such a huge topic. I mean, the the amount of like legislation <laughs> involved, the paperwork involved in like the the more the ethics. I know, the red tape. Oh, my God. The it's, red it's tape involved. Insane. I know. If you could just teleport anywhere, like that would change the entire economic infrastructure of everything or just like the mike tv of it all like i remember watching willy wonka and the chocolate factory for the first time and seeing mike tv and being like oh my god like what if that becomes real like what if that what if i can like teleport from being me to then literally becoming like like being the particles in the air, like that whole scene was so mind blowing to me. Yeah, like what a like what a, they made all, him what a great small. They, they that was like they like transform. Not it was because it wasn't just teleportation. It was literally like making him a different like shape and size. Am I? Oh no no! They put him in the air and then he began. Then he reanimated elsewhere. Right. Yes, because the whole point was that Willy Wonka had done it with chocolate. Right, and then it, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. like a right. There was like a huge, a huge chocolate bar became a tiny chocolate bar. Right? Wasn't that what it was? Yes. Yeah. He like yeah. So it was it was being teleported, but it was also a thing that could like make you bigger or smaller. I think it's been a while since. Yes, I, I don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it was. But yes, I remember watching that and being like, <gasps> but even just Star Trek, like beam me up, Scotty. The idea of just being able to go from yes. point A to point B with no no issue. I mean, that would be. That'd be fucking rad. God, that would be so cool. Terrifying. Yeah, well, let's talk about let's talk about this in like 60 years when we're doing this yeah, podcast we'll, and we're on we'll brain we rocking feel. chairs and we're like and we'll we'll cite this very episode and be like, wow, we we look at what we predicted. Yeah, wow, we sounded so idiotic back then. <laughs> God, I was I was so smart in my thirties. I have a fun question because my um so you guys were kind of talk about 90s like how 90s of me uh my travel agent i have a travel agent which sounds uh a bit you're so maybe passe to some people i well i love having a travel agent because i'm a human kayak price line like i'm the guy i love making itineraries i know every airline like 
I follow all this stuff so proactively. I plan all my trips. I do everything. But when I have to be like, like book every single thing, and this is not an ad. If you guys are listening, I bet you're thinking this is about to go throw to an ad. It's not. This is just my life. It's a pain in the ass to actually just like go online and like make the calls and do everything. So if I have somebody that can facilitate the itinerary that I've like specifically plotted out, it just gives me that much more time. So that's what she's there for. And she like she routes the tours. She does everything for any booking for for anybody. That's 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 my gal. Christy Gordon is her name. But Christy's mom, who will be very embarrassed to hear me calling her out because she listens to our show. <laughs> she wants to know, okay. uh, do you, and I'll, I'll extend this to Essie because I think it's aimed towards me. Uh, do I enjoy touring? She knows it's because her daughter books uh, the tours, the, or the, the, at least the travel itinerary for the tours or Broadway. And uh, I think the kind of the, the thing I take away from this is do you, do I prefer bopping around or doing like a fixed show in one place? Right. Well, the nice thing about touring, which we talk about all the time, and SU I'm positive is going to echo this, is we love to travel. So going from town to town and getting to meet people from different places, uh, internationally or, or domestically, is is a treat and a, and a joy for people who have wanderlust and like to travel and do that kind of thing. So obviously, I wouldn't like trade that for the world. I like touring, but touring a Broadway show, if you're like touring, is different than touring a show because. If you're touring and playing a rock show, it can kind of, it's amorphous. It can change. You can change the set. If you're touring a show, like I toured with Hedwig, you have to fit that show into that venue, which doesn't always have the same like tech. Um, And there's different, like things aren't as amorphous as touring with music. So um, yeah, if I'm doing, I don't know if she was talking about Broadway or like touring in general, but uh, that would be my, my answer i mean i don't know it really depends okay nice thing about being in one place is that you can sleep in the same bed every night that's that's pretty nice yeah well i guess you do on tour as well on a on a bus but instead of moving from hotel room to hotel room so there's pros and cons of both i think that's a pretty uh pretty lengthy answer Heim, what do you think touring or or playing a fixed show in a in in one place i mean i guess it'd be like if you had a residency (laughs) right I mean, I've n- we've never really done that. I guess it. I guess I like touring. I like traveling. Yeah. I. I, I mean, I the time that, that I've spent at home is also like I love. Like I love. I've loved being able to like stay in one place and write a record and record a record. Like, but if I had to choose between the two, I would definitely. I definitely prefer touring and traveling and seeing the world and meeting different people from different walks of life. And I love that. I love that. So that's what I would pick. You know, hearing you say that makes me go, I say the same thing too. Touring. The answer is touring. Prefer touring. But of course, happy to have the touring. option. Touring. Ding, ding, ding. The answer is touring. Yes, touring. Do you got another one? Let's see here. I mean, there's a lot of really great questions. People ask some really, really cool things that um, for the sake of not having this episode be too long. I know. Keep them coming, guys. This is what happens. We're, we're talking to people by we're I know. Uh, talking to person. Okay, this is a good one. Darren, what's your favorite snack? Ooh, I'm, you know what? I'm not much of a snacker. Um, I'm like a full what? meal kind of dude. Yeah, I'm serious. I don't snack. I don't do like potato chips or shit like that. I'm like, I have a meal and like that's that. But if I need a snack, I can tell you what it is. But I'll just like, I don't, I don't like have like a snacky yearning. Some people really enjoy that. 
I am the boring, healthy weirdo. You know, like I like, I think we talked about this. I like dates. We talked about this earlier. So I, I like, like, oh, right. like natural, like no added sugar, like snacky things. So dates, like really good figs when they're in season. Um, I like fucking like dried pineapple slices, stuff that doesn't have like added sugars, but are, are sugary. You know, I love that stuff. You are a health nut. I know. And it's not because I'm a healthy guy. It's just, those are my genuine snacks that I like. I like, I get excited. Pistachios, like, you know, I, that shit's amazing. And it's just great for you. So I, it's a, just a win-win for me. Wait, I'm going to go a little deeper here. So do you like, you prefer not to eat between meals is what I'm, is what I'm picking up here. Yes. And I think it has to do with the fact that like, if I have like a little bit of something, I just want like a whole thing. So it's kind of like a protective measure. Got it. You know, because if I like ignite my enzymes, then I'll want to feed the, the beast. Right. It's called ghrelin. For those of you that don't know, that 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 feeling is your, your body starts producing ghrelin. Yeah, exactly. And I know it sounds like gremlin, which I also think like whenever I say ghrelin, I think of like, oh, there's like little hunger gremlins inside my body that are like, eat something, Esty, eat something, Esty, eat something, Esty. Oh, I like that. I thought you meant grillin is in like G-R-I-L, like grilling with an apostrophe N, like you're grilling like some no. hot dogs on the barbecue. No, I actually don't know how to spell ghrelin, but I know that that's what it's called. Yes, I am familiar with the with the, with the concept. So no, what about you? Well, here's the thing. I don't know if a lot of our listeners know this, or maybe maybe no one in, in the general population knows this, but when I was in college, I had like a, a, a dot blogspot.com. I had a blogspot where I would blog about snacks because I am obsessed with snacks. And it was called Snacks Fifth Avenue. <sighs> That's and because I also love fantastic. a pun. We all know I love a pun. Yeah, that's that's some fucking gold medalist punnery right there. Thank that's you. So good. It's it's gone now. It was slightly embarrassing because I don't know, like stuff from college. I just decided I was like, I don't need anything from from when I was at UCLA. I would like I you know I blogged about I blogged about like Rice Krispies treats. So like. I, I just I got rid of it. But at the time, I thought it was super cool. And um, I would like compare and contrast, you know, different cereals. Okay. That was a big one for me. Like, what is the childhood cereal of choice? Wow. Well, if we're talking 90s, I mean, she's... Well, okay. So that's the thing. So at the time when I, when I was doing that blog, I was dating someone that said that Cookie Crisp was the best cereal ever cookie crisp and i was like this is who am i dating who am i dating okay. it really made me question well this is to me is a, is a matter of semantics because first of all cookie crisp was marketed as a cereal but it's just it's just cookies <laughs> it's just fucking good this is cookie snacks that was his rationale was like you're gonna tell me that cookies for breakfast is not the best thing that you could eat ever like cookies for breakfast like how could anything get better than that well, to in fairness, I, said, I don't think he's a type one diabetic. Not. So maybe for him, he was like, "This is great. I can hack this." <laughs> true, that is true. I mean, to be to be honest, I was blogging from a position. I was blogging about. I love that we're getting like philosophical, like waxing philosophical about cereal right now. Like this is my bread and butter. So, 
to be fair, I was blogging from a perspective of before I was a type one diabetic. When I was younger, uh, I must okay. have been like, so like, different. because I didn't really, I didn't really, the cereal that I ate closer, like in my 20s and like my late teens, yeah, was also like, mar- these cereals are marketed like they're healthy, but they're not healthy for you so like the crispix of it all the special k of it all like those aren't those aren't healthy cereals but at the time you know my we we know more than we know now right so at the time those were the cereals that i was eating more or less of but i mean i was comparing and contract they're so good crispix all day honestly i could live on oh man i mean i'm talking about all the sweet shit that you like that like you you know if you're super high in college, you know, like the, like the, I'm trying to think of like the typical like pothead like snack. Cereal's great because oh, it's just CT it's crunch. two ingredients. CT Crunch. Oh my! Yeah. Like all the candy the like cereals. The go-to CT Crunch. There was yeah. So there was Captain Crunch. There's I mean all the fruit like the sweet shit. Like we were just talking about Cookie Crisp, which I think I'm pretty sure they don't sell anymore. Fruity Pebbles. Fucking Reese's. There was Reese's Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. All of these are are sugary, amazing things that are just so wretched for you. But when you're in college and your body's invincible, it's like fucking go for it. So on that tip, I would say that you that the gentleman you're referring to, when saying this is the best bar, uh, best cereal ever, I, I think because he's not including the cereal as an idea of like what is good for you for for breakfast. And just talking about like, wow, how do they pull this off? This it'd be like if if somehow tomorrow the world decided that like, I don't know. Well, the Rice Krispie treats were made into cereal as well. Those are good. But if suddenly a giant Rice Krispie square was designated as like a viable entree in like high cuisine, and I and if I said to you, SC, I think that right. Rice Krispie treats are the best entree you could have for dinner. You'd be like, well, that's not a dinner. That is a Rice Krispie treat. And I'd be like, well, they're calling it an entree. So it's so ipso facto, it is the best Touché. entree. Yes. Touche. That's what that would be in defense of this this dude. Um, because it's not the best for you. But yeah, if you've called it a cereal, fucking especially at a right. certain age, you're telling me I can eat cookies and milk for breakfast, like fucking game on, dude. Right. I think I think that that's what he was getting at as well. But I this was like an ongoing debate and also again was like a red flag for me i was like this is (laughs) how like how am i looking this fool in the eye every day knowing that he thinks cookie crisp is the best cereal of all time also speaking of college what i would do this is also kind of like a a peek into like my my college my college years what i was eating which was terrible and i do not recommend it what i would do is I would go one step further in the cereal eating process, right? Instead of just, I I couldn't just have cereal and milk. So what I would do is I would freeze the milk. I would freeze the milk overnight and then microwave it. There was like a whole process that I would do. Like I would freeze the milk. You can't see my face right now, but I'm, I'm agog. Just stay with me here. I would, I was in college I would freeze the milk. The next day, I would take it out of the freezer, put it in the microwave, and like chop it up, then put it back in the in the microwave, chop it up until the consistency was kind of like it was just it was basically like ice milk, but chopped up. And then I would put the cereal of choice in, usually Lucky Charms, sometimes CT Crunch. What? 
mix it together, and it was like having ice cream for breakfast. Whoa, that's but that's it next was level. technically be like a slushy. Doesn't the freezing kind of like yes. isolate the water from the from like the the the, the dairy? What is yes, it? Yes, it, it, it sort of separated it, but the way that I did it by chopping, microwaving, chopping, microwaving, kind of made it almost like a soup, if you will, like an ice cream soup, and it was delicious. And I also blogged about that on the blog, too. I would go the other way around. And I know people do this. They do this at, uh, I think, Momofuku. And I've seen it happen in a lot of other places in L.A. Uh, it's be- it's there, they oh, have a cereal milk ice cream. Cereal milk ice cream. Yeah, because it makes, uh, or just, uh, what is it? Something, Salt and Straw does this, where you where you will take the milk from, like, after, because drinking the milk after, like, you know, corn pops or some, some shit like that, where it's just, like, amazing yep. <laughs> sugar. The milk you get after, you know, yeah, a Lucky Charms. Using that milk to make ice cream is is the move I've seen where you have like cereal milk ice cream. It's just amazing. Yeah. Delicious. But you that know, would be, you did it Christina the other way around. Tossi really figured it out. I, I did it the other way around. That was like my version. I didn't have ice cream making abilities and that was the closest thing that I got to. Anyway, this is a <laughs> long-winded way of saying... I love snacks. This podcast is dangerous, man. We have questions and we just go off on our own fucking crazy little adventures. I know. I I know. But listen, I love doing this. I th- I mean, we're talking about snacks. I like I could wax philosophical about that snacks. That was a great. I'm glad they asked that question. I didn't really have a good one. Yours is way better. I I feel stupid with my dumbass answer. Oh, no. Dried fruit. L- listen. Come on, Darren. Boring. There's always Darren, there's always tomorrow. I can get you into some sick snacks. I mean, I I also like I think I think my favorite my favorite snack. Well, all like all the snacks that I used to eat were just bad for me, but now if I really want like a treat, like if I need a I want a treat snack, and I think this is this is like literally um we were talking about dates. And also like you love like perfect snacks. So we both love perfect snacks. Love them. Perfect snacks. Fucking love, love perfect, perfect snacks. snacks. But if we're going to do like a date, like a like include a date, this is the snack for you. Ready? You're gonna take a date. All right. Okay. You're gonna open it up. You're gonna pit it. You're gonna take the pit out. You're gonna fill it with peanut butter. Oh, shut! I'll do. I'll I'll see your peanut butter and raise you cashew butter. Oh, great! Even better. Great. Even better. Butter of choice. Your butter of choice. Love it. Your nut butter of choice. Yeah, that shit's dangerous. You take, get like a like a a dark chocolate. Get yourself like a dark chocolate of your choice as well. Oh, bro, Microwave I have it. I have my z- my hundred percent cacao chocolate. I've shit. The, put okay, you get those nibs. You you get those cacao nibs. You get them. You put them in the in the microwave. You nuke them. You take the date, dip it in the chocolate, sea salt. On top of the melted chocolate, oh yes, date, of course, of course. Peanut butter mixture, cashew butter mixture. Freeze it. Oh shit! This keeps going. See you later. See you later. See you <laughs> Freeze later. it and then never see yeah. it again. <laughs> and then, and, like, and the experience would be sweet like, enough. I'll see you later. You don't have to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. 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 Later, uh, skater. It's so it good. The, keep it in the fridge with all your old love notes. That was a throwback. That was a callback, guys. Oh yeah, they're still there. They're still there. 
have not gotten rid of them. But not as sweet as the as the treat that you just made. You let's you do that when you get home. You tell me. You give me your feedback. I think that like if you're gonna go for like a healthy, not healthy snack, that's my go-to. I mean, I I will say uh, if I have to, I do I do love a bag of like 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 a sea salt like kettle chip like oh yeah kettle cooked like oh, uh, oh like, my god like black pepper chips that shit is it will be the death of me but i again i don't i don't have one because i don't have the whole bag um i'm not even kidding i it may sound like pluggy but i do like perfect snacks are like are, are legitimately like i have a favorite snack of mine <laughs> because I, I i i know i will grab it quite i'll grab those pretty often because if especially if it's like a hankering for like a peanut buttery thing I love those perf- those perfect snacks. They they are true to their name, I and just, I, it's just easy. I know, and I, I know, it's and just I so think easy. people might think this is a this is a, a conscious plug. It's not. I I just when they're in my fridge, I'm very very happy. And when they're not in my fridge, I'm like shit. I'm out of perfect snacks. Got to get some more. Maybe we can get perfect snacks to make the the snack that I just said. Yeah, they should have like a date. If they may have one. I don't know. I right? have to look it up. Like a date thing. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to do some research. We'll see I how much more perfect they can get. Anyone's like. Right? I know. (laughs) But I mean, let's get them on the horn. Let's get Perfect Snacks on the horn. We need to wrap this up, but really quick, just because it was a good question. And I know, let's try and make, let's just to make up for our our sins, let's try and make this a short answer because I think it can be a short one. And uh, it is from, let me get her name. We'll do a quick, quick answer. This is from Quim at Damn It Squim who asked, do you have any pre-show rituals? If so, which ones? Come on, you guys must have something, some kind of hoorah, some kind of pump up. Because I don't. I wish I did. I don't have anything that I need to do other than like, you know, not have a crazy meal and nothing heavy or acidic or, you know, dairy for like three hours before a show. show. It's not like the most, there's nothing really salacious about, about what we do before a show. I can tell you what we... Like my sisters and I change our pre-show ritual with every tour, like with every record. Do you know this? That's fun. Like we have a different chant. We have a different chant before every tour we do. So like on the first show, we'll make up a different chant. It's kind of just like whatever comes out. Okay. Do you remember the last one? It was something like what? It was something something about give no fucks. Cool. But that is the tradition. You have a chant and you do a different one. That's a pre-show ritual to me. Yes. That's pretty good. The pre-show ritual is like every, every, with every tour, we do the same chant and we make up that chant without any, like, it's very much just an improv, like an improv thing. We make it up on the first show of the tour and then we keep it, whatever it is. That's cool. I like that. It's also nice that it's you and your your sisters. Like for me, it's like it depends which band I'm playing with, but it's just me, and so you can kind of change. I actually do have a. It's not a ritual; it's, it's a tradition. Like the past two tours I've done, I play a different song every show, and I learn that song right before I go on stage. Whoa. So, so usually every song, I'm like every city, I'm like learning that song backstage before I go on because I make sure that no set is the same. Oh my god, I'm sure people love that. Yeah, I I don't know if they appreciate it to the same degree that I do. I'm like I to me it's kind of extra credit for myself to see if I can do it. I always learn a song that comes from that city and I play that like Oh, that, that's so that cool. Show. Yeah, it's fun. I I enjoy doing it cuz then you start to realize how many amazing songs come from places that you like even the cities don't realize that this songwriter is from just outside blah and you know, I know the all the words to that song. I had no idea. 
Well, that's been us rambling to ourselves about questions that we're not one to be brief. You know, that's why we had to start a podcast to accommodate for our, <laughs> our long answers. Um, you can catch me and Esty Heim at any point in any of our interviews with Esty with her sisters, me by myself. You will find this is very consistent. Ask us one question. We'll tell you 30 other answers. For the next two hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but that's, that's Darren, the thing I do. I love you. I miss you. It's love a thing ya. that you do. I love you. I miss you. Have the best time in Greece. And Yamas. I'll catch you next week. I love you. We'll catch you soon. All right, bye, bye, guys. Thanks for listening. That Thing I Do is a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. If you like the show, which I know you do, please be sure to like us, follow us, and leave a glowing review. Thank you for listening to our show. We'll see you next time. Bye.